All right, well, welcome back to the show. Um, I'm going to try to do this again because I uh, recorded a video for uh, my YouTube channel yesterday, and I was going to upload it to this uh, podcast, but I did it on my phone. I did the recording on the phone, and uh, apparently um, can't upload um, videos from my phone to this podcast. So anyway, um, I apologize for not getting any more of the uh, New Thirst um, content up on the podcast, getting it up sooner. Just everything takes time, and I'm trying to um, run a webpage, do the New Thirst, along with all of the other outside ministries, and then just taking myself to church and doing Bible study on my own. Um, I will get that up as soon as possible. And then for those of you that listen to this that maybe have checked out the YouTube channel, I normally try to put out on Sunday um, the new or the next lesson for the new thirst addiction ministry. Uh, and this week I did not, and I probably won't get it done Christmas, um, despite my best intentions. And I may, depending on when I leave from my vacation, um, be able to do one the beginning of the year, the first of the year, uh, but I'm not sure yet. I haven't decided when I'm going to, um, go back home. It's, um, it's kind of weather dependent right now and depending on work. And uh, I can record things on my laptop, but the webcam leaves a lot to be desired. And I want to make sure that the content and everything that gets out there is uh, um, quality. And on top of that, finding you know 30 to 45 minutes without distraction has also proven to be kind of challenging. But anyway, this being an addiction and recovery channel or podcast, or primarily an addiction and recovery podcast, I just wanted to take a few minutes to encourage you if you're struggling with an addiction or with anything um, in your life right now. Maybe you don't have an addiction, but you're going through some depression or some tough times. Um, you know, I know that uh, with inflation and the cost of food and groceries and things, uh, a lot of people are uh, going through some uh, financially tough times. But I wanted to take a minute to um, encourage you about a couple things. One is that everything is in God's hands. If you put your faith and trust in him, he is in control of everything and he will take care of everything for the better. You will be taken care of whether it might, um, whether it is or isn't to your standards is another story, but at least you'll be taken care of. You know, if you're struggling with food, God will provide food for you. It might not be what you want it to be, but it will continue, uh, you'll continue to be able to eat. And the same with bills and any other financial struggles that you have. But coming into the holiday season, is um, a difficult time a lot of times for people that are um, addicts or you know have recovered from addiction or are recovering addicts. I don't like to say that uh, you're in recovery if you're uh, <laughs> if you've already been healed. You know if you're not if you're not doing it anymore. You're not in recovery once you are healed from cancer or you know you've had a, a broken bone that's been healed or something like that. You're not you're not in recovery for the rest of your life. You've been healed. You have recovered. And now you're moving on with your life, but it's still a chance for temptation and that relapse. Um, don't use the holiday season as an excuse to go back into ways of the world and back into your sin and back into your addiction. I know that uh, in the past, not that I ever needed ex an excuse. And for most addicts, we don't need an excuse to drink, but we will make an excuse out of uh, a situation do that or to drink or or use drugs or do whatever the whatever your addiction may be mine was alcohol um so in the past you know alcohol was an idol and it took precedence over everything 
um, including my own family, even when I was living by my by myself, when I did not have a family at home, um, which was also alcohol related. But uh, when I didn't have a family at home, I would go out for you know Christmas with other family, with blood family, with relatives, and uh, I always would make an excuse because of you know just the way I was feeling, you know, depressed about the situation, depressed about the holidays. I would uh, put alcohol in front of my family and either show up uh, intoxicated or make an excuse to leave so that I could just go home and sit and wallow in my depression. And I want to encourage you to not use uh, this holiday season, this Christmas season, to use it as, I want to encourage you to not use it as an excuse to fall back into sin and addiction. Um, Put your faith in God because God is the only true way to be fully healed and recovered from your addiction. Uh, No program, no person, no inspirational quote can um, give it to you. And what I, you know, I I don't mean to discredit AA or NA or any of these other programs because if it's helping people to not drink, then then that's good. But the the problem with those programs is is we're putting a Band-Aid on a cancerous tumor. Uh, it's not actually fixing the problem. It's just masking it and covering it up. And people put faith in the program instead of God. And so when somebody slips up, it's like, oh, well, it's because you weren't following the program. No, it's because you were never actually healed from God. You never had that true healing from God. We all have a God-shaped hole in our heart, and we try to fill it with anything other than God. And when it comes to recovery programs, instead of filling our heart with God, we fill it with that program. And a lot of people will argue and say, well, alcohol depends on, or uh, not alcohol, uh, recovery depends on a higher power. Yes, it does depend on a higher power, but it's always stated as God, as you understand him. And there's a problem with that. The God that you understand him does not necessarily make it the God of the Bible. One's an idol. One's a false God, and the other one is the true God. If the God, as you understand him, is a God who um, says that it's okay to murder babies, then that is not the true God. That is a false God. And that's an extreme um, example right there. But if it's not the God of the Bible, then it is not the true God. And so you haven't had healed. You haven't experienced the higher power. You have experienced what you believe to be a higher power and what could control you. And I see this a lot on um, Facebook posts and things like that, where it's my higher power or my higher power is I understand him or I understood him. And the, like I said, you have to be very careful going down that road because in it, it's not the actual, it's not the true God. It's just a God that you made up in your mind. And a lot of times, like I said, we will idolize these programs um, and these steps and we'll put all of these things ahead of God. So, I encourage you this season, um, I kind of went down a little rabbit trail there, but I encourage you this season to stay uh, focused on God, on the one true thing that can that can heal you. You can't cover it with a Band-Aid. That's not true healing. That's not true recovery. If you are truly healed and you are truly recovered, then 30 years from now, there's no reason for you dependent, to be dependent on going into a room. And when you walk into that room saying, hey, my name is Bob and I am an addict. That's you. You're still saying then that you still have this so-called disease, um, which is another argument for another time. But you're saying you have this so-called disease 
30 years later, and even though you're not doing it anymore, you're still sick with it. And that's not true because you're healed. God can heal you. God can help you re recover. And that is the only true way to recovery. So um, coming into this holiday season, stay with God. Any church that's worth being called a church will have um, services on Christmas Day. And the majority of them are going to have a Christmas Eve service as well. So get to church. When you're still feeling that urge to to use or to drink or whatever your addiction may be, or you're feeling depressed, you're feeling let down, you're sad, you're lonely, uh, whatever the case may be this holiday season, go to church. All of the churches that I know that are Bible teaching churches, that are God-fearing Bible teaching churches, that trust in the one true God and not the ways of man. And there's a lot of churches these days that trust in the worry, the ways and the words of man. But the ones that trust in God are going to have a Christmas Eve service and you're going to hear the gospel. You are going to hear the word of God. On Sunday morning, you're going to have the same, uh, the same, well, maybe not the same service, but you're going to have a church service at that church, whether it's a Christmas Day service or it's just a normal continuation through the study in the Bible and whatever it is that uh, what you're studying at, at your church. You're going to hear the word of God, and that's where you need to be, and that's where you where you will get recovery. So instead of finding yourself in a bottle or climbing into a bottle, why don't you climb into the Bible? Because that is the one true book that can actually heal you and help you. People put faith in other books. They put faith in the blue book, in the gray book, in a book that says 12 by 12. Um, they put faith in the words of man to heal them instead of in the word of God that gives you the strength and the power and the courage that, to make it through whatever it is you're struggling with. That's where the truth comes from, is from God's word. It's not from a man-made book. It's from God's word. Um, and I wanted to bring to light a couple of scriptures that uh, that help me when I struggle, because I do, I still struggle, uh, because we're all human, right? And Satan is the great deceiver. Satan's a liar. It started with a lie in the Garden of Edom, and that is where um, Satan deceived Eve, and that's where sin came into the world. That's where we fell. That's where we live in this sin nature. Uh, addiction is a sin. It violates God's commandments when it comes to idolatry, and there are several places in the Bible where um, you know things like drunkenness come into play. Uh, there are several lists in the New Testament from Paul where he says certain people will not inherit the kingdom of God. And then so you have generally um, in these lists, the sexually immoral and the drunkards, and there's lists of qualifications for overseers. Um, addiction and is a sin because it, it, even if maybe, you know, the use of meth is not mentioned in the Bible, it is still a sin because it becomes an idol and it keeps us from being sober-minded and focused on God. So it's still a sin because it becomes an idol. And that is one of those um one of those sins that will keep you from inheriting the kingdom of heaven. But we don't have to live like that anymore when you're freed from God or freed from the bondage of your sin by the grace of, of God on the cross, by the blood of Christ. We no longer have to live in, uh, in that addiction, in that sin, under the, the, the bondage of our addiction. So some scripture that I bring to mind uh, or that comes to mind when I am struggling, when I'm having a, you know, a day where, Sometimes it just seems like it's easier to give into the flesh than stick with God. Uh, I will go to um, scripture such as 1 Corinthians 10, uh, 13, and 14. Um, 
1 Corinthians 10, 13 and 14 says, No temptation has overtaken you except that such is common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. So every temptation that uh, you will feel is something that is common to man. It's not something that's unique to you. It is a temptation that is common to man. God is faithful. When you put your trust in God, he will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. You will always be able to handle it, and there will always be a way of, an, of escape. Uh, even if it's something just as simple, it doesn't have to be elaborate. It doesn't have to be you know, some huge profound thing. It can be just as simple as giving your car keys to someone else, driving around the block instead of driving to the liquor store or in front of the liquor store, avoiding a neighborhood on your way home completely because that's where maybe you used to go get your drugs. Um, or whatever the case may be, God will always provide you with a, a way of escape so that you are able to bear it. God doesn't tempt you. Satan tempts you. Satan is the liar and the deceiver. Remember that. God doesn't tempt you. Um, another passage that I go to frequently is um, 2 Corinthians, not 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 4 through 6. And... And it says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is filled. So our, our warfare is spiritual. And we see this several times in the, in the scriptures. Um, our warfare is a spiritual warfare. It's not a physical warfare that we have to fight with ourselves or with other people. It is the warfare, spiritual warfare, that involves Satan and his lies and his deceit. And so we need to be able to put every thought into captivity, take those thoughts and crucify those thoughts and crucify our flesh. And the way we can do that is by staying in prayer with God and being in God's word. The darkness can't dwell where the light is. Satan cannot continue to dwell where God is dwelling. So our warfare is a spiritual warfare. It's a warfare between the darkness of, of uh, the rulers of the darkness of this age. And actually, that was a scripture I didn't plan on bringing up, but I'm going to bring it up um, anyway, is um, Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 20 is known as the whole armor of God. Really, you can, I mean, if you just take it through verse 18, um, then that's that gives you uh, the armor. But Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh, blood, but a, flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all the stand. So it says right here that we don't wrestle with flesh and blood. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. It's a spiritual war. We fight against the principalities and the powers and the rulers of the darkness of this age. We fight against Satan and his demons. Those are what tempt us. Those are what deceive us and, uh, and can cause us to fall back into ways of our, or the ways of the flesh. We have to crucify the flesh. Put our faith in God and um, trust in Him to take care of things and to keep us from falling back into our addiction. And it's um, one thing to say something, but it's another thing to actually do it. Continuing on in Ephesians six chapter uh, uh, Ephesians chapter six verse fourteen says, "Stand therefore, having girded your waist with the truth, having put on the breastplate." 
breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Uh, God's word is the gospel of peace. And um, this verse here, verse 15, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. In Roman times, the Roman soldiers had um, shoes with nails in them. Uh, much like cleats that athletes use today so that they could dig in and they could fight and they wouldn't be pushed back. And we need to have God's word and God's gospel and so that we can dig in and not be pushed backwards. We can only move forwards. Verse 16 says, Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, the word of God, which is the word of God. The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication and spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for the saints. Keep the Word of God at the forefront of your life, and you will be able to fight off um, these temptations and the, the rulers of the darkness of this age. You will be able to fight off um, Satan. I mean, it's that simple. You will be able to fight off the temptation. You'll be able to fight off Satan and his um, deceitful lies. Another scripture that I like to keep in mind is 1 Peter 5, 8. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. All he wants to do is bring you down and tear you down. That is his goal. And he does that through sin, through, our, through the temptation, and through our addictions. Um, so be sober does not necessarily mean not to be intoxicated with wine or, or uh, you know, with alcoholic beverages or uh, drugs or anything like that. It means to have a clear mind, to be clear-minded. So be sober and be vigilant because he is looking for you to uh, not be focused on God so that he can sneak in there and try to trip you up. Uh, one last thing before we close this up is being in the holiday season. If you're listening to this and if you are, you know, struggling, keep God in mind. But if you know someone that's struggling, um, that has an addiction, that has is going through depression or something like that, share the word of God with them. Share the gospel. The gospel means the good news. Uh, we should be doing this all the time, but the best, the most important gift that you can give someone is the gospel. The most important gift you can give someone is God's word, is the good news. And um, if you haven't accepted Lord as your Savior, it, it's not a hard, convoluted thing to do. We as, as humans like to make things difficult. Uh, that's why there's religions out there that are works-based religions and not, uh, not religions that say that salvation is based solely on your faith in God. I mean, it's biblical that it's not of works. And that it is through faith, by grace, through the blood of Christ on the cross, there's no works that we can do. It is easy to accept the Lord as your as your Savior. Um, it needs to be more than just some idle, empty words and expecting a change uh, in your life, expecting everything to just become easy because you said, Oh, Heavenly Father, I put my faith in you. You actually have to put your faith in Him and trust in Him. And it's hard for humans to do because we uh, want to put our faith in things that we can control. But we are not in control of anything when it comes down to it. We're not even in control of our next breath. So if you haven't put your faith in God, do so right now. Say a prayer and ask God to come into your life and then make a commitment. Much like you would to the commitment of an AA or an NA program. Make a commitment to God to follow His Word. Stay in the Bible and stay in prayer. Turn your life over to Him and spend your life 
um, serving him and honoring and glorifying him. Do everything for his honor and his glory. And you will see a change in your life. It will be evidenced that the Holy Spirit has, has come into your life. Uh, if you know someone that is, that is struggling, if you yourself aren't, or even if you are, but you know someone else that is struggling, share the word of God with them. That is the only way to salvation. That is the only way to be completely healed and to recover. That is the only way. Anything else is a band-aid on a cancerous tomb. The best gift you can give is the gospel. Because while material things will disappear, they'll be burned up, salvation is for eternity. So, no matter what you're going through this holiday season, through this Christmas season, I mean, tomorrow's Christmas Eve, a couple of days we're going to be at Christmas. Find yourself in the Word, find yourself in prayer, find yourself at church. Um, above all things else, put God above all things. It doesn't matter if you have family in town visiting or not, take your family to church. If they don't want to go, go anyway. That'll show your commitment to God. That'll show your faith in God. So stay in God's word and stay blessed. And I will get the New Thirst program videos and podcast up as quickly as I can. And um, I just hope that everyone has a blessed and safe holiday. We have some cold weather, so stay safe if you're traveling. Um, and remember that Jesus is the reason for this season. Without the birth of Jesus, there is no cross. Without the cross, there is no resurrection. Without the resurrection, there is no salvation. Jesus is the reason for the season and nothing else. And if you're struggling, look to him. He can and will deliver you. Stay blessed and stay grounded in God's word. And everyone, have a Merry Christmas, and we will see you next time.